Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hurry Up Podcast. I'm your host, David Giardino, and today I'm alone for this week's NBA segment. Um, I'm just going to talk about some of the teams that have been hot over the last couple of days in the NBA, um, and then talk a little bit about the ensuing playing game. Um, but we'll go into more detail on that next week when uh, seedings are more set. So right now, the, the hottest teams in the last uh, 30 days by win percentage are the Nuggets have been 14 and three, the Suns at 13 and or 12 and four, um, the Knicks at 11 and four, the Clippers at 11 and five, and the Celtics at 11 and five, um, followed by the Hawks and the Wizards. Um, I know last week I I I made a pretty adamant case for for Joel Embiid being MVP. Um, I've done a lot of thinking since then, and I'm ready to give this MVP to Jokic. You know, my biggest thing was like. Is his team good enough? And right now they're they're sitting at the three seed in the West um, after losing two of their starters and one of them being Jamal Murray, who is an all-star caliber player and obviously the second best player on that team. And man, this uh, I think yeah, I think it's Jokic. Jokic deserves this. Um, you know, his statistics are arguably better than Embiid. Um, and especially if Philly loses the one seed to Brooklyn, um, I think I think Jokic has the MVP right now. Um, the Suns might be, you know, um, barring well with the Lakers injuries. I think they're the best team in the West right now. This team is is really really good. Um, I think I don't think that they're a fluke team that's gonna that's gonna spiral out in the playoffs uh, because man. The Chris Paul effect is real. The Chris Paul effect is a thing. Um, he makes every team that he's joined just so much better. And I, I've heard a lot from Suns fans about um, Monty Williams as, as being a coach of the year snub. And while I agree with that to a certain extent, um, I think Chris Paul has as much to do with the Suns being where they are as as uh, Monty Williams. And I think... I really think that he deserves um, some MVP nods just for the effect that he's had on this team. I mean, they've beaten some good teams in the last couple of games. They've beaten the Jazz, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Heat all in the last 10 games. Um, they're capable of beating good teams, and I think you know they have they have all that it takes to um, to become an NBA champion. I mean, they have a bona fide scoring superstar in Devin Booker. They have Chris Paul, who is, like I said, should get some nods for MVP. Um, and they have a uh, DeAndre Ayton has been solid this year. I think he could be a really good third guy on that team. Um, and then they have they have the role players. So they, I I always say that you know to be a champion you need um, three distinct things. You need the best player, the guy that's going to be the best player in each series. Uh, or not necessarily the best player in each series, but like a bona fide superstar. Um, and I think they have two of those in um, in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I think you need a couple of wild cards, um, guys that can can uh, elevate their play in the playoffs and help you in that way. And I think they have that in DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges specifically, but I think also Cam, Cam Johnson could be that guy uh, Jay Crowder could also be that guy. And they have the third thing you need is you need everybody to play their role night in and night out. And I think everybody 
I think they have that. I think they have really good depth. Um, they, you know, I think Jay Crowder's really, really proving his, um, his value to the Heat last year, um, this season. I think the Heat are, Heat are really missing him and the Suns are really benefit, benefiting from having him on their team. Um, but I think he plays this role. I really like their bench lineup of, of Javon Carter, Campaign, Torrey Craig, Frank Kaminsky, Tuan Moore. Like, all these guys are really, really solid. Oh, Darius Arich, too. All really, really solid bench players. Um, so I think this Suns team could go pretty far in the playoffs. I don't think they're better than um, the Lakers. And, you know, I think they would have a harder time, maybe a hard time with the Clippers. Um but I think they're a better team than the Jazz right now, and I think they're a better team than than the Nuggets right now. Um, and I've looked for them to make a deep run in the playoffs. I don't think that this is a fluke team in the slightest. Um, moving on to the Knicks, I would like to apologize formally to all Knicks fans. This team is also um, a legit team. I think. Do I think they're going to make a deep playoff run? No, not particularly. Um, this, you know, I just think they're, they're a little too young and a little too inexperienced for my liking. Um, but Julius Randle, I think, you know, this is obviously, he's, this is not going to be a fluke season for him. Julius Randle is not a one-off all-star. I don't think, I think he's going to be a perennial all-star because he's only getting better. Um, RJ Barrett has had a very redeemable season. And I, well, I think Julius Randle is the runaway most improved player. Um, and I think there are other people that deserve it over him. RJ Barrett has a case for that. And he's, you know, he's putting up 22 a game on very solid, not 22, around 20 a game on, on good efficiency or better efficiency than last year. Um, and he's actually turned into a fairly clutch player as well. I really like Manuel quickly. Um, I still have faith in Obi Toppin and, you know, this team's just a solid team, a really good defensive team. Um, and I've seen on on Twitter recently um, a good amount of, like, who would you rather uh, see in the playoffs, the Knicks or the Hawks? And I would rather see the Hawks. Um, I would much rather see the Hawks for, for a couple of reasons. I think the Knicks are a more reliable team. I think I just, as a rule of thumb, always going to... I'm always gonna bet on the. Uh, I'm always gonna bet on a defensive-minded team in the playoffs more so than an offensive-minded team in the playoffs. And the Knicks have one of the best defenses in the league, um, because in the playoffs games, the games do slow down, and teams have off nights, and teams have time to plan for the offensive strategies of other teams. And so I'm gonna take a good defensive team um, any day of the week. And so I think that that poses well for the Knicks in the first round if they do play Atlanta. Um, otherwise, I don't see them going that much further, but this team is, is set for the future. Um, I think the a core of Barrett, Barrett, Randall, and maybe quickly and Toppin, I think that's a solid, it's a solid core, and I think they could add some of the, and this, this draft is incredibly deep. Randall's only 26, so he still has, he has, he has time to get better. Um, and he has gotten better, especially because this is like really his first year in a new system, and he is killing it right now. Um, the Knicks are set up. I don't think they're going to do a lot this year. I think if they play the Hawks, they get out of the first round. If they play anybody else, they lose. Um, but, you know, New York basketball being good, 
is really good for the league. It's really, really good for the league. And I'm, they did, Knicks fans deserve having a good team um, because they're good fans, and I don't have any problems with Knicks fans. And just like LeBron said it, right, New York having a good team is good for the league, and it's good for basketball. Um, the Clippers are an interesting team. Going into the season, I, I had the Clippers as my second favorite to come out of the East, or oh, the West. I liked the Ibaka, the Ibaka move. I, I liked the Ibaka move, and I thought they got a lot better. I didn't think losing Montrezl Harrell was really that bad for them. Um, and I liked the Lou Will trade to get Rondo. They've been a little disappointing right now being the four seed. I thought they would be the, the two or three seed. And, you know, they still might be there only half a game out. Um, but, you know, this I think this team is, is contingent on, obviously, Paul George in the playoffs. And I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, nobody's giving PG his props. He's still a superstar, blah, 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 blah. And, yes, he is. Except for the fact that his regular season play has never been in question. He's always been a great regular season player. I don't really care what numbers he puts up in the regular season. To me, he's he's going to be a great player that blows the playoffs until he proves me wrong. And that's going to be contingent on... Um, that's what that's what their, their playoff hopes are contingent on. So that's, I think that's what it's going to come down to. But if he's firing on all cylinders, then that's... That's scary, and I think they could beat anybody if, if PG's playing like a superstar level that he can, and Kawhi's being Kawhi, and the role players are being role players. They have that, those same three things I was talking about with the Suns. They have, Kawhi can be the best player in any series, and Paul George can be another superstar. Um, Abaka can, can jump out of his role, I think. Marcus, Marcus Morris can jump out of his role and, and, and play a lot better. And then they have guys like Pat Bev... Um, that just play their role really well. Um, so if, if everybody's doing their job the way they should, the, the Clippers can be an NBA championship team. Um, so I wouldn't give up on them. Celtics are interesting. Celtics right now are tied with Miami for the 6th and 7th seed. Right now Boston has the tiebreaker over them. I think it's really important for Boston to, to avoid this playing game. Um, I'm not a big fan of this team. I don't think they're better than Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or Philly. I don't even really... I think they would have troubles with New York in the first round. I don't think they'd beat them. Um, but I think they'd have troubles with New York or even like Miami. I'm not crazy about this team. Although I will say Jason Tatum is a bona fide superstar. He made that very, very clear. Um, I just think there are moves that the Celtics should have made that they didn't make. Um, and didn't con- commit as much to being a, a contender as I thought they should have. I think they're still being a little bit too cute with their assets. Um, and so this team, I don't know. I don't love them for the playoffs, but I think they need to get into that five five spot um, in order to be <laughs> in order to be um, legit. And last two teams I want to talk about are. Uh, Atlanta and Washington. Washington is finally becoming that team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. I do not want to see this team in the play-in game. 
I don't because they have two guys that can can win you a game. I know Russ gets a lot of a lot of crap for like all that he does, and I, I get it. It's like kind of understandable. Not, I don't really understand it, but like I get it. He does take some boneheaded shots, and he can be selfish sometimes. But like him and Bradley Beal can go out and win you a game. Um, and I saw a stat today that with with Russ and Daniel Daniel Gafford has actually been an incredibly underrated pickup for them. Um, the Wizards are plus twelve with Gafford and Westbrook on the floor. That that connection has been really good. I don't want to see the Wizards in a playing game. That's why I'm saying I've said for Boston and Miami, they need to get out of that seven seed because I think with the Wizards have a good chance to upset whoever's there. Um, I really really like this team. Um, and the last team, Atlanta. I think they're in a similar boat to New York, where they're a young team that I don't really trust in the playoffs. Um, because they do have a young superstar in Trey Young. Their second best player, Don Collins, is also super young. Um, but this is also a team to look out for for the next four or five years. Um, so I do want to talk before I go a little bit about the the you know the premise of the play-in game because I've I've heard the concerns and I've heard the like oh there shouldn't be a play-in game. I think the play-in game is perfect for the NBA. I think it's exactly what it needs. Um, the, for the, for a really long time, tanking has been a problem in the league. Um, teams, once they, once they know that they're not going to get that eight seed, or even if they know that they're going to get an eight seed, decide, okay, we're just going to tank now and get a high draft pick. Or it's been that the eight and nine seed are really close and both deserve, like, they both deserve to be in the playoffs. Like last year. I don't know, the Blazers and the Grizzlies, I think, were both playoff-caliber teams, and they had the playing game, and the Blazers, who were the, the bottom seed, won and got into the playoffs, which was the right choice, because they were a more playoff-ready team. I think this could only be good, and I get the concerns that are out there, um, but this is also the first year of the game, and, you know, maybe in, in the future they'll move into, like, like they did in the bubble, where it's like you have to be a certain number of games behind to even play in the game. But I think for a, a preliminary try on this um, on this this system, I think it's really good for the league, and it makes sure that you know in in basketball, it's injuries are oh a thing that in other sports it's not as big of a deal if like one player gets hurt on your team it's not as big of a deal because you might like you you can still probably win a game if your best player gets hurt in another sport that's not a thing in basketball really if your superstar gets hurt you're probably not going to win that game and that especially and if your superstar misses extended time um you might not you know you might not finish as high as you should have in the last couple of years the 9 and 10 seeds have, have been incredible. Like, incredibly close, sorry. They, like, to, to the to the 8 seed. Um, and I think this playing game is only going to make it so that we know that the right team made the playoffs, and that's only going to be better for the first-round matchups. I already think that there isn't going to be a sweep this year. I don't think there is going to be a sweep in the first round of the playoffs this year. Um, and so I, I have no problem... I have no problem with the playing game. I think we could see a team like Washington get in. 
because they had a slow start to the year, does that mean that they don't deserve to get into the, the playoffs? No. I don't know. I don't have any problems with the team. And it also makes it so that a team like Charlotte, who has an injury, who, who Gordon Hayward will probably be out for the playoffs, um, Charlotte probably won't make it. I wouldn't put my money on them. And I like that because, like I said earlier, we just have the best... We just have the best possible playoff matchups, and that can only be good for basketball because the league is getting so much better and so much better. Um, having the best teams in the playoffs is just better for the entertainment value. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the official hurry up, where we post daily content about the NBA. You should also check out our website, thehurryup.com, where we post more in-depth content about the NBA as well. Go follow us on Twitter at underscore the hurry up, where we plan to give short pieces of insight on relevant news items on a regular basis and on tiktok at the hurry up as well make sure you stay tuned for these weekly nba segments every monday our nfl segment which comes out wednesday and more bonus content on the weekends thanks again and see you guys next week